regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Hello and Happy New Year to all you beautiful readers out there. This is Gav Murphy from the Regular Features Podcast. Here, like I am, every single week. And like every week, it was really hard for all five of us to get into a room this week. So, um, they've entrusted me, (laughs) somehow, uh, with taking you guys on a little stroll around London. Now, obviously, there's another very hairy podcasting chap who is who has become basically, you know, the godfather of walking around with his dog. Um, it's Adam Buxton, in case you didn't don't don't know that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, no one can no one can walk around and uh, have a little rambly chat like he can. And I'm not claiming to be able to do that. Uh, but I just thought I would take you on a little walk with my dog Coco. Um, who is hanging about out here. And uh, let's go see what she's doing. Coco, let's get your jumper on you. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Stop. Stay still and you put your jumper on you. See you in a bit. Let's go. Go. Oh, careful. Oh, there's a little gap outside my house that she's... There's a little gap outside my flat that she's afraid to uh, go across because she can see down underneath her and she doesn't like it. Does look pretty scary to be fair, so I can understand, mate. Wait, what are you eating? Floor. I feel like having a dog is. Doors opening. You spend quite a lot of your time asking, what are you eating? <laughs> Go! I thought I'd take you guys on a little walk uh, with me, Gav, and my lovely dog. Coco, who just for uh, visual purposes, you can visualize it, is a little ginger Pomeranian chihuahua with three legs. She's got two at the front, one at the back. Um, I'm not saying she's got three legs for sympathy, because uh, she's very fast. Uh, it's actually really, I really like when uh, people come over to us when we're out and say, oh, she got three legs. And... Uh, my lovely girlfriend will go, yeah, yeah, it's fine, but she runs like she has five. And then I say, and she fucks like she's got eight, <laughs> which makes zero sense, but always makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, I've said it so many times, actually. My girlfriend has said to me, I don't like it when you say that <laughs> to strangers. Can you not say that? I'm like, I suppose... That's what relationships... Oh, that's a big shit, Coco. Well, careful of that. That's what relationships are about, isn't it? Compromise. Come on, mate. Um, yeah, she has three legs because uh, she was a rescue dog. Um, I don't think she had a very nice life before she came to um, my girlfriend, unfortunately. 
but I think she was like six months old and I think she was owned I was about to say living with like she's fucking this life <laughs> it's like yeah she's just living with people. no she was owned by some I think like crackheads you doing a poo? no we um she was owned by some crackheads and one of them threw her um against a wall and uh then they never took her to the vet fuck me I guess he's so angry so basically it her leg set or healed but not in the right position so she was walking around with like the leg sort of like pointed out for like months for four months I think it was before someone reported to, to the RSPCA because obviously she was walking around like yelping because she was in pain constantly um, and apparently when the RSPCA came and took her away uh they were like, oh, we didn't have any money. But according to the person who took them away, who told the nurse, who told my girlfriend, they had a very big TV in the living room. So what's really annoying is I've managed to, like, as you've well heard on this podcast, find um, random people uh, now and again. But I've never been able to actually... I've, like, called people up to try and find the owners... Because I thought it would be a good thing to find the people who hurt her and maybe terrorise them a little bit. Um, but it's really hard when you're trying to find just, well, not normal people, because obviously fucking dickheads, aren't they? Um, but yeah, I've tried ringing up the hospital where she came from to try and sort of fake it up. Pretend to be a police person once. This is all stuff that happened. <laughs> uh, and now that I don't have a job, maybe I can devote quite a lot of my time to doing this. Oh, there's another dog coming. Come on. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Oh, hello, mate. <laughs> come on. You will jump around. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, come on, Coco. Just passed a big boxer dog that uh, the dude was like, oh, I've just hooked him up. I was like, you fucking bear, mate. Fucking better because she might look like she got three legs, but you know what? She fucks like she got eight and she fights like she's very able, actually. So don't look at her like that with fucking pity in your eyes, you scumbag. In it, Coco, do you want to do you want to tell people about how able you are? Come here, come here, what's this? Come here. What's that? What's that? What's this? Oh, oh, where you going? Let me put, let me put the mic on you. You got this. No, where you going? Coco. Oh, uh, little three-legged dogs just handed me a dictaphone with its mouth. So technically, it mouthed me a dictaphone, which makes it sound like the dog was mouthing the word dictaphone, which I don't think they could do given their mouth shape and the amount of control they have over their frictives. Hi, my name is Steve Hogarty. Happy New Year and welcome to my feature. It's a little potted history of my favourite walk in North London. Dare I say, all of London. It's called... That trumpet means it's time for my feature... The potted history of the Parkland Walk. It connects Finsbury Park to Archway, right up to Alexander Palace, in fact. Uh, 
Oh, hang on. There's some gadgets up there. They look like they might steal my phone or make fun of me for doing a podcast. <laughs> Maybe if I walk slowly, they won't see me. Oh, one of them just threw water at his friend. Oh, he's bullying him. I don't like this at all. I don't want... Behind me, there's a friendly-looking older couple. They might bully me or make fun of me for doing a podcast. (laughs) Oh, God, in front of me, the guy's properly dousing his friend in water. Why do people record podcasts outside? This is insane. How does Adam Buxton do this? Is he not relentlessly taunted by teenagers? Okay, if I walk at just the right pace, the elderly couple with the little dog won't see me. And the bullies won't turn around and chase me. Now it's time for Steve's regular feature. I'm going to speak really quickly. You're going to hear a lot about the Parkland Walk in a very short space of time. The Parkland Walk connects Finstry Park and Highgate. It used to connect Finstry Park and Alexandra Palace back when it was a railway line, which opened in 1860 and operated for 110 years, closing in 1970, which you'll have figured out if you can add numbers together. In 1980, it was turned into a park, briefly... You know the mean town planning people from films where they try to do bad things like build a big shopping centre? They wanted to turn this into a a big road running. Gotta slow down. The bullies have stopped walking. What if I pretend I'm taking a piss over here? I'm gonna do that. Where was I? What did I tell you? The Parkland Walk connects a bunch of different places, right? It used to be a railway. They wanted to turn it into a road. Everyone said, fuck that. You can't do that. We're going to make it a park. They made it a park. Ten years later-ish, they went one step further. He said, you know what? It's not just a park. It's a motherfucking nature reserve now, bitch. And everyone was like, whoa, you can't call us bitch. That's not very cool for environmentalists. And they said, fuck you, cunt. And everyone sort of back down after that because the environmentalists clearly had some problems with aggression but luckily their aggression helped create this lovely nature walk now let me also tell you about some of the bridges the first one crosses upper tollington and you head on from there you'll notice on the side of the of the walk what looks like an old platform that's because it is an old platform you bozo it's the old Stroud Green Station. Hasn't been used 50 years. It's covered in graffiti, slightly overgrown, and it's uh, just on top of the existing Crouch End Station, which is a London overground stop connecting Gospel Oak to Barking, which is known by the locals as the Goblin. G-O-B-L-I-N. Just like the Bakerloo Line is a contraction of Baker Street and Waterloo. Victoria Line was going to be called the Viking Line, connecting Victoria and King's Cross. Sorry, I'm just making sure no one's going to snatch my phone off me and run away and find my history of Parkland Walk. And they might add something else onto it, something rude, something stupid, because muggers are of low intelligence, and they couldn't tell you anything about the history of Parkland Walk. I'm actually coming up to... Uh, the first tunnel. Where is the guy? No, it's the next tunnel. Okay. The next tunnel, in the arches on the right-hand side, there's a fucking terrifying 
12 foot tall sculpture of what I now know is called a Spriggan. A Spriggan is a fucking evil spirit, half ghost, half man. And he was said to haunt the Parkland Walk and generally freak the nut of any kids who were stupid enough to stay out too late. I, what was that? Hold on. No. It's my imagination. Stephen King wrote a short story called Crouch End. Uh, about a ghost. Not a ghost. A goat man. Or a ghost man. He may be a ghost goat man. Uh, and that's reported to a have been inspired by this giant fucking statue that he saw. Which I think is a pretty fucking... Stephen King just goes around getting inspired by dolls and statues and literally a car that he thinks, what if the car was evil? There we go. That's a book, isn't it? What if a girl was evil? There you go. That's another book. What is a, What if a clown was nasty? Four. There's a big old book written on heroin for you. Just can go to town with that one. And he sees a statue of a goat man. He's like, what if a goat man was scary? It's already scary, Stephen. That's why they put it there. You can't just look at something that's already scary and go, that gives me an idea for a scary book. So you go out on Halloween, you come back with fuckloads of ideas, wouldn't you, Stephen? Uh, right. I'm almost at the pub, so that's that sand. Hold on, I'm going to go investigate. Hello? No. It sounds like it was coming from up, up this hill. Hold on. Through these... Old brambles. Get these brambles out of the way. <laughs> it sounds like it was coming through these from this scary looking bit <laughs> over here. I'm gonna go into it. Through these woods at the top of this bit here I think the goat man's getting closer fuck right I think I found an old well I'm done for. This goat man's gonna probably rape me. So I'm gonna drop the dictaphone down this well for safekeeping. Hopefully someone hears this recording. I shouldn't have said rape. Here I am, down a well, after I got lured in by the song of a well siren. A well siren who, it turns out, was Jim Morrison's mum. Yes, Jim Morrison from the very bad band The Doors. 
His mum's name, well, her full name is Clara Virginia Clark Morrison. Hello, Clara. Oh, actually, can you not stop talking until I've finished my bit? It'll just make it easy to edit later. It's fine. Just shh. Okay, yeah, so it's a bit of a shocker, actually. I, mean, I thought, and I'm sure you did too, that Clara had died in 2005 at the ripe old age of 86. And ripe in this context means at that stage where you think you can finish the banana, but end up gagging on the liquid solidity of the second mouthful. Basically, she was at that age where you're better off in the bin or in a banana loaf. Well, I've still got signal on my phone, so I've been looking her up while she roams around the tunnels down here. I found her on findagrave.com, which appears to be the top website for grave hunters. A nice touch on this website is that you can actually leave a virtual flower on the convenient web grave of the person you've looked up. And this is all done without showing the undue respect of actually leaving your computer. And it's not just JPEGs, no, I'm talking animated GIFs here. And if you just scroll down through the post, it looks like special flowers become available to post at certain times of the year. Um, a user called November Spirit, for example, posted on uh, Clara's web grave a lovely twinkling Christmas tree on December the 18th in 2016, and on Christmas Day in 2015. What a, what a lovely Christmas tradition for November Spirit, that is to put a little twinkling Christmas tree on the virtual grave of a shit poet's mum. It's just, it's just so fitting. It made me really want to pay respects to my own dearly departed father by draping a bit of tinsel over his headstone and drenching the turf with eggnog. Nah, just kidding. We burned him. Hey, hey, I'm getting distracted and I'm burying the lead here. Jim Morrison's mum is not dead. She's living in the bottom of a well, luring in passing travellers with her magical warble. This capacity of her song to mesmerise must have passed down to her son because there is literally no other reason to like the very bad band, The Doors. Over the last 14 years down this well, she's built a formidable network of nooks, vestibules and antechambers. I've currently got my feet up in the library. I'm sat in a chair crafted from mole leather, reading a book bound in rabbit skin, written in ink extracted from worms, and drinking a very astringent brandy made out of insect chitin and piss. She's a very spry woman to say she's coming up to her 100th birthday and living exclusively on a diet of soil, which seems a bit of a waste if you ask me, considering the number of skinned animals she's got lying around down here. Oh, she's coming over to me now. She's gesturing towards the microphone. She's going to take it from me. I'm going to carry on talking, but if she gets the microphone, you won't be able to hear me anymore. She's got it. She's, she's not started talking yet, but she is carrying the microphone away from me, so I might be getting quieter. But she hasn't stopped talking yet. She looks like she's going to start talking any second. Hello, now. I'm Clara Virginia Clark Morrison. I'm the well siren of Blidith Woods. And I want to talk about my son Jim, from off of out of in the band he was in. Oh, they were a very, very bad band, called The Doors. Now, I know, some people say you shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but I dare say those same some people would also say you shouldn't invite your mum to a concert and then tell her you want to fuck her all night long in front of all her friends. So, some people can wind their bloody necks in. I will say, that is not the only time Jim did that. If I remember correctly, most of Jim's adult life was spent running around trying to get his paws on my mummeries. I remember this one time, when I was running around the canyons of Texas. Jim left out a plate of delicious mum food. 
Oh, I mean, I stopped dead. That's my favourite. I pulled a knife and fork out of my bra, and I got ready for a slap-up mum feed. That's when I noticed a little red spot on my fanny. I looked around, and I saw Jim, my Jim, firing himself out of a cannon with a fanny-seeking hat strapped onto his bell-end. Now, I am not sure where Jim gets his equipment from. His guitars must be treated because they sound awful, and that ridiculous organ just doesn't seem to have a bloody stop button. But this fanny-seeking Johnson hat also seemed to have several settings, and as he flew towards my mumsy pie, the dial got knocked from a picture of a fanny to a picture of a pair of scissors on fire. So off he shot Dick first towards the nearest set of red-hot scissors. And that's how he lost his first bollock. Luckily, the heat of the scissors actually cauterized the wound, so uh, it could have been worse. And there was another time when he gave me ten steel tampons for my birthday, knowing I wouldn't be able to help myself, and I'd slap them all straight up there. Meanwhile, in the next room, he'd strapped a magnet to his cock. Well, I'm right naive, me. I didn't think they were tampons. I thought they were cigars. So I tried to light the little string on the end, and just when I was looking cross-eyed at the end of the scar, I was there to say, why isn't this lit? In bursts Jim, completely naked except for his roller skates, and his cock heading straight for, well... Well, for the large steel mangle that my husband had bought me for the scullery. Magnets don't have intelligence. They'll just take you to the biggest metal thing. His poor cock was squashed flatter than a spider in an encyclopedia. Oh, well, it was flapping around and it rolled up like one of them old party tutors. I had to take him to the hospital where they told him to hold his nose and try to blow on his thumb. Well, that inflated his dick, but I'm afraid to say that his second nut had been irreversibly popped. Like, a, uh, well... I think the image of a nut popped in a mangle doesn't really need a simile, don't you? Well, there was one last time, and when I tell all these stories back to back, I begin to wonder if there was actually ever a point when he wasn't trying to fuck me. But he'd popped off through one of his doors of perception and entered every reflective surface in the house. So at 6pm, when I got me baps out, like I always do, and started jumping up and down to check my tip mobility, which is important when you're of my age, imagine my horror when I saw Jim in the mirror lying on the floor, looking up my skirt and fiddling with himself. Well, I was furious. So I took lots of drugs, followed him through the doors of perception, and what followed I can only describe as a chase through all the doors of perception. And when there was a point at which when I realised we'd gone through the doors loads of times and I realised that we'd swapped positions and he was chasing me. So I just turned around and clipped the little bastard's ear. Thanks for that, Clara, Clara. Oh, thanks for that, Clara. I never realised exactly how much that Oedipus line in the end reflected Jim's actual real-life behaviour. It's like Louis C.K. doing all those jokes about being an absolute cunt, isn't it? (sighs) Anyway, while we've been talking, I've discovered Clara's party cupboard. And you've never seen so much bunting made from chipmunk skin. I've grabbed a palmful of earthworms, and I've inflated them with an aggressive kiss. Which end, I do not care to guess. If I just tie these worm balloons to the dictaphone... That's right, Clara, don't say a word, you've had your turn. Then maybe I can float this recording device out of the well and into Joe's loving embrace. But I... I'd just say that these balloons don't look like worms. They look like proper balloons. So if Joe doesn't respond to the fact that they are earthworms, in fact, then you'll know why it's just a very good... It just looks like a balloon. Okay, just leave it. Is that a balloon?
Oh, it's recording. Something. Oh, I feel like shit. I've got a real little tickly cough. Um, it feels like a lot of people are ill at the moment. So. Shut up, bike. I think I might um, just have a walk to Boots, pick up some Chloroseptic Ultra which is my preferred method of removing a tickle from your tickle box. Um, if you don't know what chloroseptic ultra is, it's like a little spray. This is a top tip. I think it might be um, snake oil and bullshit, but it's like a little black currant spray. And you can bosh it right down your neck hole. And it's got anaesthetic in it and it makes it feel like your throat's disappeared like it's turning bits of you into a ghost so I'm gonna buy some and ghost my neck up but it feels like quite a few people are ill at the moment coming back to work it's that horrible thing bodies do and you've had a nice time and, and you've, well you've had some downtime and it's just like you look dead boy I can see so many different illnesses on the street. That guy. Legs too short. That guy's limping, but at speed, like a really high speed limp. It was quite... It's quite funny. But it might be, you know, not funny to make fun of it, but it was, he was limping first. He's got gout. She's got gout. Yeah, they've both got gout. Oh, it's the Gout Research Centre. That would explain the preponderance of gout. Oh, I'm going to be run over. Gout. 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 She had gout. I don't think the other one did though. The other one had syphilis. You could tell because her nose had fallen off. Like um, one of those medieval photos. <laughs> medieval photos. Okay, cool. Um. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I've actually got uh, gout. Um, that's why I'm at the Gout Research Centre. I've got to get off the call because I'm at the gout place. Anyway, bye, bye, bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Love you. He's got a really red nose. That's alcoholism, isn't it? That's what that's the classic one. Because your nose goes red. You drink all the time through your nose. <laughs> you know, two straws up the nose. And then the red nose, alcoholism, everyone realizes that. It's a telltale sign. You should stop drinking through your nose. Let's diagnose some more people. That might have sounded like a bike. That was actually a sneeze. That guy's sneezing that way. So he's got whatever that is. I'm not a doctor. She she overtook me.
I'm gonna diagnose her with a case of the grumpies. Oh god, what's up with him? I'm gonna go in for a closer look at this guy. He's standing motionless. He's very, very he's much, much too big. Much too big. And he's entirely green. Wait a second. Let's see if he needs help. Oh no. That's oh, just a statue. It's just a big copper statue that's oxidized. <sighs> Silly. Oh, he's alright. Gout. Gout. Syphilis and gout. Sneezing like a bike again. Different guy that is going around. See, the ironic thing about this is that if anyone saw me speaking into uh, a near invisible microphone attached to my jacket but shielding it from the wind, it'd look like I've got some sort of neck disease. It's a little cranking up like this. She got sent home, do you? Ill. Told you. Ah, boots. Now to find my juice. Yum yum juice. Bulldog. Skincare for men. Put it on your face like a fucking slap. Like a man would have. If anyone asks you if he's used it, you say, fucking no. Stop asking me if I use Bulldog for men. It's the secret fluid that only men are allowed for their face. Fucking get him with your Bulldog face. Hi there. Just that, please. That's great. Cheers, man. He just tried to charge me £120. And I know for a fact this is £5.99. Get your act together, but I also, whilst I was in there, I took a picture because there was um, an advert, well, not an advert, the opposite of an advert. Product recall notice for Durex Real Feel and Durex Latex Free Condoms. This is. Uh, recently found that a limited number of the above condoms made earlier this year are not passing our stringent shelf life durability tests. I'd love to see those tests. Our tests have shown that some batches which are currently on the market in the UK and Ireland do not pass the requirements for burst pressure. <laughs> what? Is that test? Why are you making poor, I'm guessing, cash strapped students burst condoms with their dicks? Perverts of boots. Well, congratulations on it working. I hope you're bloody happy with yourselves. Um, 
Right. We're going to find this safe space. Get out. Get out. Oh, that's, that's a bloody bad case of gout. I'm just going to find a safe little spot. Spray my little throat full of delicious juice. Yeah, make me all special and good. Make my neck gone. Make my neck gone. Here you go. That new chloroseptic sound that you know and love. Get this tickle out of my pickle. Have a bang on this. I'm gonna spray something in the air, the. Christ, I've anesthetized my eye. <laughs> Jesus. This is meant to be just a bit for the podcast, but I've actually done that. What happens now? What happens if your eye stops feeling things? Can it feel things in the first place? Fuck. Oh, I'm feeling quite faint. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm just going to duck in this building. Christ. Oh, my God. I'm not feeling good. That's actually gone right into my optic nerve. Wait, that's connected to your brain, isn't it? Fuck. Dear Diary, I am taking a moment to think back on the last year, 2019. This is, of course, uh, Sir Matthew Lee's Esquire. Um, Just pacing around the western wing of my mansion. Interesting note. This will, of course, uh, be the first of my new audio diaries for my personal use and reference only. I found this delightful audio recorder um, on what I can only presume was the body of a a strange baby boy. I don't know if this is the first time I've recorded this observation, but I believe that there's a strange, very strange phenomenon in the world. In fact, that Joe Scribbles is a a sort of caricature who keeps appearing throughout um, the appearing throughout the world as if some sort of mythical character in all sorts of forms and guises. Mostly, I see uh, aged, old, ruined-looking Josephs uh, as if transported through through time travel. And um, from the past, looking haggard and and old, but still very much clearly Joe. But this one today was a sort of of strange, tired baby, just lying there, curled up, pathetic as as a pig in shit. I'm just going to pop out with the dog, get the dog from the kennels. Uh, Rufus! Rufus! He's probably in his locked box. Rufus! No, bloody thing. Rufus! Rufus Armitage! Are you down there? Come on, we're going, we're going out for a walk. We're t- taking you for a walk around the block. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, come on, come on. Let me just... 
Anyway, um, it's been a delightful year. Um, I'm obviously uh, having a great time uh, in my mansion. Come on, uh, through here, through here. Don't, don't go near the moat, Jesus. Fucking hell. And um, yes, it's, it's been remarkably um, an entertaining process, really. I, I, I'm still very much enjoying the, the podcast regular features in which I appear to be one of the pearls. Uh, spending time uh, with, I can't remember their names, but uh, uh, we, 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 just, we just talk about things like normal people do, really. It's, it's very coarse, but uh, enjoyable. Um, where, is, where is Rufus? Rufus, come on! Rufus! I'll be careful of that motorbike. I think that's one of mine, actually. The servants taking around the other, to the other, yeah, mechanics. Come on, Rufus! <coughs> Rufus, please. There are people out here. It's rather, it's rather embarrassing. Obviously, most of them in my employ. But still, it's uh, not not very uh, becomely of a dog to be making noises like that. What's wrong, Rufus? What on earth is wrong with you? What is that in your mouth? What is that in your mouth? What is that in your mouth? Oh, it's that's what. Oh. Gosh, I haven't seen this in years. It's a, it's a photograph of, of Stephen Hogarty in a rather compromising position with 16 litres of Sunny Delight. This is how I got him to sign that original contract with me to do this podcast work. This will make me millions. He's been, he's been an absolute thorn in my side. Anyway, um, I'm going to just check the perimeter. I think it's an end for today's today's little audio diary, but I'm, I'm looking forward to using this device that I found to record my musings and thinkings and warblings <laughs> and genius plans in the future. Says Matthew Lees, goodbye. Um, I'm just going to turn this off. Oh! R- Rufus! Rufus, give that... Rufus, give that back! Oh! Oh! <laughs> Rufus, give that back, you fuck! Oh, I have just found this microphone on a dog. <laughs> a, different, a different dog. Um, if you liked any of that, then you should go to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features. Give us some money. And on the next episode, we'll read your names out if you're lucky. If you're one of the lucky people. Um, we'd love doing that bit of the podcast. It's actually become one of my favorite bits of the podcast now. Um, but Steve doesn't let me into the spreadsheet with people. Otherwise, I would read people out uh, right now. But yeah, thank you very much for uh, tolerating that podcast. Uh, I, I always love it when those ones come together. Because like, I generally don't think there's any other podcast that does things like that. Probably for good reason. To be fair, um, but at least, but at least we have a go, don't we? Um, so yeah, join us next week, where hopefully all of us will be in a room. And until then, goodbye. <laughs>